0: that Nation, day two of the 2023 NFL Draft came and technically went for New Orleans. Two picks in, adding Isaiah Foskey of Notre Dame and Kendra Miller, running back of TCU. Let's get into all of that and talk about why they address huge needs while keeping some future assets. All that right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What's up, huda Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. And this program is brought to you guys by Scott McNair. Injury lawyers, have you been injured in any kind of accident, car, truck, 18-wheeler, or hurt offshore? Scott McNair handles it all. You can give them a call at 504-500-1111 for a free consultation. Yes, free consultation. They'll always fight for the win. And someone who's going for the win right now, that's Mickey Loomis and New Orleans Saints, what they've been able to do so far in this NFL draft, adding two premier defensive linemen in Brian Brzee in the first round, and then coming back around and getting Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame, which I just love the pick. It's something I kind of hinted at yesterday and talking about how if they wanted to double down on defensive linemen, you can add an edge rusher and really give yourself some depth to that position, which was huge. And then in round three, Kendra Miller from TCU, which – Who knows? Could that be your Alvin Kamara replacement long term? If all goes well for the Saints, the answer there would be yes. So let's get into the first thing, right? Let's get into Isaiah Foskey. Pick 40 from Notre Dame. I mean, this is the type of player that I think two things. I think leader and I think playmaker. And I think the second part is oh so important for New Orleans because they need a playmaker on that defensive line. At some point, Cam Jordan is no longer going to be an impact player. He still is, thankfully. He's still making game-changing plays in the run defense. He's still doing his thing as a pass rusher from time to time. You needed to go get help on the other side. They lost Marcus Davenport in free agency, albeit only had half a sack last year. Peyton Turner through two years in the NFL, we haven't seen much. I can't even give you a legitimate fair assessment of Peyton Turner because we haven't seen a whole lot of the kid, which is unfortunate. So you bring in Isaiah Foskey, a guy who over the last two years at Notre Dame, over 20 sacks. I think the only player in college football over the last two years who has had more sacks than Isaiah Foskey is Will Anderson Jr. He was the third overall pick. Just to put things into perspective, right? Plays really well. Great vision. Um, Again, like I said, you you ask people around for assessments. The only thing you're really going to hear is got to get better with his hands. I think he can. So... I'm excited about it. And Isaiah Foskey sounds pretty excited about it too. He talked about it with the Saints media. And he said they were a team that through the draft process, when he spoke with them, fell in love. And I think that's what you want to hear, right? Because I can sit here and tell you the measurables are identical to Marcus Davenport. But I think the one main difference here is that they're not the same guy. And that's okay. Like Davenport is and was who he was. And that's fine. There were moments where he flashed. Foskey, from the looks of it, It seems like this guy eats, sleeps, and breathes football, and the Saints need that from their edge. And I feel really good about this pick. I think I probably, out of the three picks that have been done for the Saints so far in this draft, that's the one that I feel the most confident about. Maybe call it blind faith. I don't know what it may be, but I feel really good that Isaiah Foskey is going to end up being a game changer for the New Orleans Saints as long as he stays healthy. So that was pick 40. Absolutely loved it. Like I said, defensive line you could not go into next season with minimal weapons for a defense that is supposed to be the strong point, right? I know Derek Carr is going to have pressure on him. I know that we're going to talk about Alvin and Mike and Chris Olave and Rashid Shaheed. Saints got those weapons and we need their offense to be better. Don't underestimate that. I get that. But at the same time, if the Saints are going to be who we want them to be, and that is an NFC South champion, that is an NFC contender, their defense needs to be good because again, your head coach is defensive minded. So, I really do like what the Saints did with Isaiah Foskey, and I think that that's a pick that we're going to look back at it and we're going to say, "Man, glad they brought him into the fold." Again, see what happens, but I'm definitely optimistic there. Now, Isaiah Foskey, not the only player the Saints drafted today. They brought in Kendra Miller, and Kendra Miller is the type of guy that Saints fans are absolutely going to like. I, you, know, what can you say? Like this guy could very well be your Alvin replacement. And and again, I know that's part of the wishful thinking thing, but Contact balance is very good. Vision is very good. Being a one cut runner, hitting the hole and taking off for 75 yards is really good. And the production is phenomenal. Just under 1400 yards last year, rushing the only game he didn't have a touchdown in. He got hurt. He left early with an MCL injury, which I guess you can say is a concern, but with the MCL, that's something that should be well recovered by the time training camp starts. And I think that'll be great news for new Orleans. So, I think it's a plus. Just to put it into perspective, by the way, talking about Kendra Miller and him just being uber productive, he had the most rushing yards out of any running back at TCU since Ladanian Tomlinson, one of the all-time great running backs. It's a fantastic stat. It's an awesome stat. And what I love about this kid, he's not even 21 yet. I believe he turns 21 later this year. Like, you are getting a young running back that if all goes well, we could see him throughout his young career and maybe his prime Shine in New Orleans if it all works. Now, the question will be when will be when will he be healthy? I'd imagine that'll be very soon. The injury that he dealt with—you're talking about late December. It's already late April, and it was MCL. It was not ACL. Uh, MCL timeline is much shorter than it would be ACL. So, I'd imagine he'll be ready to rock. He might already be ready to rock. That'll be something that should come out after he finishes his first press conference with the Saints, and uh, that should be available to us very soon. So, hopefully. We get some word on that, but I would imagine he will be ready to go for training camp. And by the way, interestingly enough, while we're on the subject of Kendra Miller, he talked about a running back that he compares himself most to it was Alvin. So I think there is similarities in their game. And I think Alvin a little bit more elusive. It just seemed a little effortless to Alvin at times. And I think that's why Alvin's kind of one of one, but you can go back and watch the touchdown run that Kendra Miller had against Texas. And there is a little bit of Alvin Kamara to it, where it's like he was patient, hit the hole to the right, and then all of a sudden you're like, how did he kind of breeze down the field for 75 yards? It looked a little effortless. And that's the type of play that you watch and you go, man, if the Saints got another Alvin on their hands, that could be something. I don't want to put too much too much uh, heavy expectations on the kid, but it's a good pick. It's an excellent pick. And I know that there's the debate about running backs, right? Because you have a Zach Charbonnet, you have obviously a J Spears who... Is the hometown kid, and everyone would love to see him in New Orleans. Don't make a mistake about that. But I think a lot of it is preference, a lot of it, a lot of it is how do you view them in your scheme? And if the Saints saw similarities between Kendra and Alvin, then by all means, it makes sense for them to go get him. And I tweeted out before, and I'll say it again: if Alvin misses time, right, due to suspension, which is very much possible, then you're looking at Jamal Williams, obviously, and you're looking at Kendra Miller. And I tweeted it as a joke, but I fully mean it. Like, I think it will be Miller time in New Orleans. I really do. I think this kid is, is going to be a good asset for them. And this offense needed playmakers. And I would add one more thing before I start getting into remaining needs and then also addressing whatever comments you guys put in the chat. I think that at the end of the day, whether it was running back, tight end, receiver, Saints just needed to get offensive players in the building. And I think for them right now, by getting in Kendra Miller, having a third running back to pair with a Michael Thomas and a Chris Olave and a Rashid Chahid and a Juwan Johnson and a Taysom Hill. Like what the Saints are doing at the end of the day is giving your quarterback more pieces. And yes, would I love for the Saints to add another pass catcher? Absolutely. But it hasn't happened yet. I'm going to wait and see if it does. And we'll go from there, man. It's still offense. It's still a playmaker out there. And I do think, though, for Kendra Miller's point, which is what I want to see in the pros, which we didn't get to see at TCU, What's the effectiveness as a pass catcher? I know he's talked about it and it's kind of said, like you didn't get to see the full array of him as a pass catcher at TCU. Really run heavy with him. Again, like I said, you can't complain, right? 6.2 yards per carry. But you want to see more of him. And I think he can meet that. I don't think it's like one of those guys where he didn't have receiving yards because he's not a good receiver. I think he can do the damn thing, especially on screen plays, which is what the Saints value. So I like it, man. Needed a running back. I think the value adds up. I know some people are arguing, was he a fourth or fifth round? I think third round for guys like him, guys like A-Chain, TyJ Spears, I think that was kind of the zone for them. you know. And you're splitting hairs really between late third and early fourth at this point. So I think the value holds up and it's a position of need for the New Orleans Saints. So the last thing I'm going to do before I talk about your comments, let's get to remaining needs for the New Orleans Saints. And for the record, they have five picks remaining. One fourth round pick, two fifth-round picks, and then two seventh-round picks. I don't know if they're keeping all of them. I think the Saints can move around all they want, you know, shuffle around and give themselves some options, be a little aggressive if they have to. But five more picks, and there's four needs I'm looking at. One is tight end. I think tight end you absolutely, if there is one that you like and he's out there, go do it. And for them, I think it's going to be fascinating to see who they end up going for. But I do believe the one that people are going to mention is if he's still on the board, and I don't know if he, I believe he still is as as the time of this recording, would be Darnell Washington from Georgia. You know, if the Saints can somehow get him later and the medical checks out, which is the concern, interesting player to add to the mix. So tight end's one of the needs. I would say wide receiver, you can argue is one of the needs because if Michael Thomas gets hurt, you might need an insurance policy. So where can the Saints go there? I think the board's going to obviously look a little bit different, you know, now compared to, by the end of the round. But, you know, A.T. Perry, maybe Trey Palmer. Uh, Palmer's a guy I like a lot. I like Ronnie Belchigan as well if they want to go with a a shifty or smaller guy. I know LSU fans would like to see Kayshaun in the building. So I I think there's going to be options there. So tight end, wide receiver, offensive guard. A little bit of surprise that Saints didn't go offensive guard at 40. I love that they didn't, by the way, because I love that they doubled down on defense because I think they needed to. But offensive guard would be there. And then I think the fourth and final need is a coin flip between two positions. It's linebacker depth or getting a nickel slash safety. That that would be the argument. Uh, I would kind of lean linebacker in my opinion because I think the Saints have enough DBs that they can make do, whereas if DeMario or Pete goes down, it's like, all right, what is is the solution? So I'm going to go final answers here for remaining needs. Tight end, wide receiver, offensive guard, linebacker, no order, don't care how they address them, just address them. So that, that's where I would be at with that, and we'll see what happens. But I, I think the Saints have done a tremendous job of addressing needs, not giving up future assets, letting the board come to them, and I tip my cap to them. They, they have done – in terms of the players they've gotten, it's the same, right? It fits what I thought they would do. But the way they've done it is impressive to me. They, they, they didn't get nervous. They, the board came to them, and – you know what? Maybe next year is the year where they get super aggressive. Or maybe it's day three, right? Five picks in day three. Maybe there's a player or two that falls that they like. And they say, you know what? Now's the time to kind of let out whatever you know bullets they have left in the clip. And maybe that's it. But right now, I'm over the moon about what they've done in this draft. And I hope that's the case for you guys. So, without further ado, we talked about Isaiah Foskey. We talked about Kendra Miller. And we talked about remaining needs. So, let's talk about what you guys have to say here on the straight up Saints podcast. And we'll get to the first comments here about the looks like Brian's talking about the Panthers saying the Panthers are looking scary though. Yikes. Yeah, Brian, I don't disagree with you. I think the Panthers comes down to one simple thing, right? Will Bryce young be a franchise quarterback or more importantly, will he stay healthy? If he does us Saints fans are probably going to be going through hell for a little bit, but that's the big equation here. And it might not be answered this year and it might not be answered the year after. Maybe it takes three years for Bryce to hit his ceiling, or for Bryce to stay healthy, whatever it may be. But I'm not going to lie to you. I think the Panthers' roster is pretty damn good. And if you said, hey, rank the NFC South teams, I would put the Saints first right now. I would put the Panthers right behind them. I think the Panthers have a very good roster. It's about how Bryce plays. I would put the Falcons third, and I would put the Bucs way dead last. Like I think the Bucs are significantly worse than the rest of the field. But I absolutely agree with you, Brian. I do think that the, the, the Panthers are going to be out there. Remember, the Panthers swept the Saints last year. And that was with Baker starting one game and Sam Darnold starting the other. So I agree with you, Brian. You are absolutely right about that. I, I, don't, I don't think there's a doubt in my mind. The, the Saints, they're going to have to be looking out there for the Panthers. Demetrius says, do you, do you think Smoke Monday will get a fair chance this season? Two things for him, man. Got to stay healthy and you got to be able to be versatile. Play, making plays at safety is not going to be enough, right? Going to have to make plays on special teams. And, and like I said, he's got to be out and making an impact. And we'll see. I know the Saints liked Smoke Monday and the idea of him being a special teamer, maybe even a practice squad guy early year one. And obviously the injury just devastating for that to happen to him. So I'll be rooting for the kid and I would like to see it, but I just don't know if he'll end up being an actual impactful player for them. But I'm rooting for him and I would love to see him Work his way up, man. We've seen guys like JT Gray work their way up and become great special teamers. Maybe that role's there for Smoke Monday. But I, as of now, I don't anticipate anything where it's like he comes in and, and becomes an impactful safety. I just I just don't see it. Ty J. Spears versus Kendra Miller. Who do you prefer? Truthfully, I prefer Kendra Miller because I think Kendra Miller, I'm not as worried about the health thing. I, I love Ty J. Spears. I absolutely love him. But I, I, you know there are some concerns about the knee. And I never thought the Saints were totally convinced on him because I, I asked him here on the podcast, and he said like he hasn't heard enough from the Saints. That made me think otherwise. And guess what? It worked perfect for him anyway because Kendra Miller got drafted, and then J Spears got drafted a couple picks later. So great for him. He's a day three pick. He's going to get some nice money. And I hope he has a hell of a career because what he did last year for Tulane was magical. But I think Kendra Miller makes a lot more sense for the Saints. I truthfully do. And if the Saints drafted Ty J. Spears, I would still be happy about the pick. I just don't know if he would have what it takes to be a bigger bell cow in the NFL, bigger guys, have the injury concerns. So we'll kind of see there. But uh, time will answer that. And I think that's what we love about that. You know, who knows? Saints could have been wrong. Saints could have been right. We're going to have to wait and see how it all comes out buffed up the D-line and got younger at running back and did it before day three. Can't complain at all. Getting a tight end and or wide receiver would really round out this draft. It would. It absolutely would. And look, I know people who are usually negative on the timeline about the Saints, and they're being pretty positive right now. Like that speaks volumes about what they've done so far. And you know what? For me, and I'm a big complainer all the time. You guys know I complain every day of the week. I complained so many times during the regular season about the Saints. I felt like a lot of it was warranted, but I give them their props when they make the right moves. And on paper, they make, they're they making the right moves right now, man. You lost defensive line talent in free agency. I actually was glad they did because I thought that they shouldn't have ran back the same unit because I thought the D-line was sneaky bad until Caden Ellis gave them a boost in November. So you bring in Foskey, you bring in Colin Saunders, you bring in Nathan Shepard, you bring in Brian Brzee, Revamping the hell out of it. Now you gotta stay healthy. And that's a big part of every football team. But I love it. I absolutely love what they've done. See some people mentioning uh Darnell Washington. Darnell Washington, I- I'm guessing the medical is like that concerning for people right now that he hasn't been drafted. Because this is this is the type of talent that you don't want to let slip, right? Tall, strong, can block already, can make plays downfield if you need him to because he's got that big frame. I would I would love to see Darnell Washington in New Orleans, man. Who the heck doesn't want to see a six-foot-seven tight end just running down the field and making plays? But maybe the medical's bad. But you know what? Day three, I think there's a little bit more leniency to take a risk on him, you know? Because you've handled other needs and, and you feel like your day one and day two picks are guys that you need to play in year one and need to make an impact in year one. Where day three, think about the day three picks from last year. None of the Saints' day three picks made a, a, an impact. Think about DeMarco Jackson, linebacker out of App State. So, I think they could take a risk there. And I see you guys are mentioning, you know, offensive guard and tight end as as needs, and I absolutely agree. I think those are going to be needs for them. Boo Miller, they let Tajay down. It's it's just the the nature of the business. You know, I I think that there there is that aspect of it, right, where, like, you try to battle the the fan aspect of you want to see the hometown kid for the Saints, but it's like, okay, you know that it's football, man, and, and that's for every team, right? I'm sure there's Falcons fans that want to see Georgia players on their squad, and it doesn't happen. So, you know, I'm sure there's Falcons fans that want a Jalen Carter at 8, and they got B. John Robinson, which is not a bad pick, obviously, in terms of talent, but it's it's the business, man. They don't, they don't go by the hometown kids sometimes. They go by what they think is right on their board, and, and sometimes it hurts for the fans, but just the, the nature of it, guys. Jesse says I'm psyched for Isaiah Foskey, not going to lie. As am I, man. As am I. I I said it before, and if you guys weren't in here at the beginning of the show, I'll say it again. Out of all the Saints draft picks, Isaiah Foskey is the one I'm most excited about. I know that sounds weird maybe to some people, but I don't know. I I started watching his tape a couple of weeks ago, and he just made so much sense for this team. And I'm just glad that he's here. I I think he's going to be a big player for them. What if the Saints trade for Hunter Renfro?" Uh, sign me up. I mean, I I don't think he would cost that much. I think your day three is what I was looking. I tweeted about this last week or two weeks ago. I got some flack for it. And people were like, man, why the hell are you bringing up Hunter Renfro? And I'm like, I'm saying it as if you don't have to trade a lot for him, right? A day, a day three pick, you know, a fourth rounder and a seventh rounder for Hunter Renfro. I would do that. Well, who knows if that happens, we could come back and look at this. You guys are going to think I'm some genius, but I promise you, I'm not, I haven't heard anything about this trade. It's just his, his relationship with Derek Carr fits the system well." And he would be the piece that if the Saints get. God forbid one of the receivers goes down. You're like, all right, we still got the other three. The luxury of having four good receivers, it would be huge for this team. For once, we didn't go all in during round one, and now you have options. Wouldn't mind if they traded their day three picks up and got a stud tight end or guard who they like. Totally agree. Totally agree. Ryan says they let Tillman, Hyatt, Perry walk right past them. Look, man, I- I, they valued running back over wide receiver, clearly. And and I'm not, I, you know, like I said, time always tells every story. Except for Tom Brady's, because he's immortal. But for the Saints, they valued running back. And I think that tells you two things. A, they thought the value and the class was so talented. And I think they're also telling you that they don't think Alvin's going to be playing all 17 games. And even if Alvin does play all 17 games, which would be awesome, you could move him at receiver for some place, you're going to need to think about a replacement eventually, right? I love Alvin. Alvin's not going to be here forever. I know it pains me to say it, right? But he's not. So you got to sometimes make moves, not just for the now, but for the future. And Kendra fits that move. And also, it's good value, man. A lot of mocks that you would see would happen in the third round anyway. Talented player. Jesse says, how confident are we in going against Bijan twice a year? So I talked about this yesterday. I'm glad you brought that up. I am not confident about the Saints going up against Bijan Robinson, Ty, uh, Tyler Algier, and... Uh, Daryl Patterson, twice a year. Like, hell no. It's bad roster slash asset management because the the Falcons just got a 1,000-yard a rusher from a fifth-round pick, and now you're using the eighth overall pick on a running back? But Bijan is so freaking special. And I know Bijan's going to make some plays against the Saints. That's going to break my heart because the guy is so damn good, and you can't help but love him. He's got an infectious personality. But he's going to ball, man. Bijan's going to do his thing. I think Bijan's one of the few prospects in this class that I know are going to shine. I know Will Anderson's going to shine. I know Bijan Robinson's going to shine. Look around some other places. I think JSN JSN's going to be a good player. I think Paris Johnson, another one, will be a good player. But, man, Bijan, you just know he's going to do well. But, again, you don't win in this league usually, historically speaking, drafting running backs eighth overall. So we'll see. Wouldn't, draft, uh, wouldn't mind drafting a quarterback fifth round or later just for some QB room insurance. If it works, it works. And if it doesn't, so what? It's a fifth round pick. You know what, man? Sometimes you guys say stuff. And I just get so excited that we're on the same page and I just want to give you guys a big hug. And that's one of those comments right there. Like, I love that comment because fifth round picks, you're usually burning them anyway. So if the Saints are in the fifth round and Jake Hayner, a Fresno State quarterback, is there, I would say take him because... You don't know if that fifth-round pick is going to be good anyway. It's, at this point, a scratch-off lottery ticket. You might as well take it on a quarterback. You might as well. And might I add, Jake Hayner is a very talented quarterback, and I think he's the type of guy that would not be ready to start anyway, so he'd get a sit behind Derek Carr, who also went to Fresno State. I just think it makes a lot of sense. And while I'm doing this whole connecting the dots thing, he was the only quarterback in his class outside of Bryce Young because Bryce got compared to everyone because he's so damn good. Who was compared to Drew Brees, which I think was a little too rich for my blood, because there is only one Drew Brees, and there always will be one Drew Brees. But that's the type of guy I would take a chance on, fifth round, if he's there. Screw it, I'm in agreement with you. Ryan says we're gonna get smoked against Atlanta with Patterson, Algiers, Bijan, and also running RPOs. Possible, it's possible. I'm, I'm, trust me, man. I, I try to be unbiased. The Falcons' run offense is gonna be insane next season it's gonna be really fun to watch i mean not for us but for you know teams that don't care whether or not the falcons have a good team or not ryan says sucks seeing both hooker and spears going to the to the titans uh i think hooker you mean the lions and spears to the titans um levis went to the titans uh and in terms of quarterback early second but yeah stoked brandon hooker i love that spot for him and as for spears like i said man it is what it is I wish him all the best. I hope he's. I hope he shines. Saints felt the need to go in a different way, and it happens, man. Definitely got to draft a pass catcher in day three. Wouldn't mind both a tight end and a wide receiver. Wouldn't mind that for sure. Our run defense better be on point because the Falcon, the the Falcons. Good job there. Uh, are going to be dangerous. May have to start calling them the Falcons again. My hope is that Brzee doesn't become. I believe you're saying Zion there. So we uh, Yes, Zion or Davenport. Yeah, I mean. I agree with you. I think it's tough because the thing about Brzee is you're worried about the injuries, right? You're not worried about whether or not the kid could play. You know the kid could play. Great three-tech type of de- uh, defense tackle. Shit, it just flashes, shines at moments. Is he going to be healthy? That's the question. And uh, we will get our answer. At some point, we will get our answer. Wish we would have took Tillman or Perry. Tillman would have been a great physical receiver if MT goes down again. Yeah, I saw some people talking about Tillman. Um, I know that Perry was John Hendricks' guy. So that might sting a little bit for him. Like I said, Saints probably thought running back was a little bit more of a pressing need. Probably liked the options more. So um, can't really fault them, man. Now it's just all about, I gave you the patience. I let the pick happen. Now we got to see if it works. And and hopefully it does. Because if it doesn't, obviously, we're all going to be sad in a year's time. What are you thinking about Peyton Turner next season? Hayden asked. I'm thinking he better stay on the football field. Because if he doesn't stay on the football field, and he's not healthy... And Isaiah Foskey starts playing well, probably will be out of New Orleans. And I don't mean that maliciously. I want Peyton Turner to shine. He's a great guy, but he's got to be on the football field, man. I got to search it up because right now my memory's not serving me well. I got to see how many games Peyton Turner's played in his NFL career because it's just bugging me right now. Think about it. He's played in 13 games, He's played in 13 games. Out of, what's the math on 17 times two, guys? I'm killing myself here. 34? I mean, he's played 13 out of 34 games. So, yeah, he's got to stay on the field. That's what I'm thinking about him. I love the question, by the way, Hayden. I absolutely do. But I can't make any assessment of him because he's never on the field, which is really, really, really disappointing. Ryan says, I would take Washington tomorrow. I think that seems to be a popular theme. Connor says, I still think we are the favorites to win the division. To be fair, we had Andy Dalton as our QB. No, I don't argue with that. I think the Saints are still the favorites to win the NFC South, and they should be because they got a lot of veterans. Now they've added some new pieces that I like, and more importantly, you upgraded a quarterback with Derek Carr. And I do think had the Saints had Derek Carr last year, I do think they would have won the division. And I know Derek Carr didn't play well last year, and I'm, I'm a man of my word. I'm sticking to it. I think Derek Carr is not who he was last year. He's more who he was in 2021. Good quarterback can lead you to the playoffs. But he wasn't good last year, but the Saints had terrible quarterback play in some moments. I thought Andy overachieved at times, and then I thought there were times where Andy was terrible. And then there were times where the offense in general, not just Andy, were terrible. The last week of the season against the Panthers, and then the Niners game, where they literally didn't score a single point. I'd take double uh, double A, Darnell Washington, or the linebacker from Cincy or Tulane in the fourth. Do you think they take Bakersville, in later rounds. uh, Yeah, it looks Darnell Washington seems to be the popular trend here as I go through this. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, I'm just glad to see that a lot of you guys are, are happy about the picks so far. If you guys aren't happy about it, I can't blame you. There's years where people like the Saints picks, and I don't. So it's, it's to each their own. It's all personal preference. But I, I'm pretty glad that you guys are seem to be, for the most part, pretty happy with some of them. And we still, I know we don't want to do it. Account Michael Thomas coming back. Yeah, we don't. And I think that's actually, I'm making my assumption that I would put the Saints first. And that's not me saying Michael Thomas would be healthy. Because if Michael Thomas is healthy, I think for certain the Saints will win the South. That that's how good I feel about Michael Thomas when he's on the field. You know. Ryan says hope Demario and Werner welcome uh, welcomes Bijan to the NFL with a nice hard hug. Yeah, I I would. I'd be down for that. They're going to take the quarterback from Purdue or TCU in the fifth, Brian says. All right, so Aiden O'Connell or Max Duggan. Look, man, either way, whoever it is, I just like the idea that a a fifth-round pick or even a seventh-round pick, like we saw with the Niners last year with Brock Purdy, and Brock Purdy doesn't grow on trees, and that situation doesn't happen multiple times, right? That's just like catching lightning in a bottle, perfect storm. Brock's a smart quarterback in a good system with a lot of weapons. It worked out perfectly. But you're probably burning picks anyway. If I go through Saints drafts, and I'll do this now real quick, I'll go through day three picks that they just wasted, you know, just absolutely wasted. And I'm not blaming them. It's hard to draft in the NFL, man. But it just goes to show that day three picks, sometimes you're kind of burning down the gutter anyway. So last year, DeMarco Jackson and Jordan Jackson, neither one of them played a single game. The year before, Landon Young, Kawan Baker, Kawan did nothing for them, waste of a pick. Tommy Stevens in 2020 did nothing for them. 2019, Saquon Hampton, nothing. Elise Mack, nothing. Caden a seventh round, that's a hit. Beautiful hit there. 2018, Natrell Jamerson, nothing. Cameron Moore, nothing. Boston Scott, a hit, just not for them. He was a hit for the Eagles. And then Will Clapp, role player, not bad. So you get my point. Sometimes you just, you you take a shot. You take a shot, man. Let see if it works. Overall, I'm comfortable with the draft. I'm not. I'm not doing cartwheels, but it seems like they made safe but calculated moves at position they need so far. Yep. And I do not You know what? And I think safe is better for the Saints sometimes. They don't always got to make these extra, you know extravagant moves. And while we're at it, by the way, Darnell Washington just got drafted by the Steelers, so we could take him off the board at tight end. Unfortunately, that's a little bit of a sting. Great pick for the Steelers, by the way. You pair him with George Pickens, another Georgia guy in there, and I think that. Now, if you're the Saints, maybe you're looking elsewhere. You know, you're looking a little bit at, you're looking at other spots. Uh, I know for tight end, there's not a lot of guys that I've watched so far that I would love. So I'm probably looking at wide receiver, right? Looking at the Trey Palmers, looking at Kayshawn, looking at Ronnie Bell, looking at Xavier Hutchinson. I I think that's what you are probably do because Darnell was the last guy that I was looking at and now he goes to Pittsburgh. Really good landing spot for him. But it happens. But yeah, I agree on the safe move comment. We should drop Landry and go for Renfro. Well, Landry's gone. He's out of the picture. I do agree. If Renfro's not going to cost much, I think the Saints should go for him. I, I think he makes a lot of sense for them, and I'd love to see him there. See if that happens, though. At some point, we must look at changing Oshner as the team's medical. Look, man, it ain't my job to say, but you're not the only one who said it, and I'm not arguing against it like it's weird. I, I think last year was weird, though. I think the Saints have to get better with the misdiagnosis stuff. But on the same time, then they catch certain things, right? Like Foster Moreau comes in, takes a visit, and unfortunately, they find the cancer diagnosis, but they found it early, and it's like that could be a saving grace for the kid. So it's 50-50 there. Jesse asked, favorite draft process outside the NFC South? Two teams that I love a lot. I love what the Eagles do, especially the last couple of years, man. You lose Hargrave to the 49ers. How do you combat that? Well, how does Jalen Carter sound for you? And the concern about Jalen Carter, the off-the-field stuff, you're putting him in a room where he's going to be surrounded by veterans and Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, and then he's got his former teammates around him, Nakobe Dean, Jordan Davis, Nolan Smith, who they took at 30. It seems like they're putting him in a situation where he can't fail because he's going to have a lot of support. So I love what the Eagles do. I, I think they've had a great draft. I historically like what the Ravens do. I think the Ravens do a good job of letting the board come to them. I love the Zay Flowers pick. I think they needed another receiver. I think with Todd Munkin, they're going to open up the offense. So I really like what they've done so far. I really like the aggressive nature of the Texans. It might bite them in the ass, but I like that they were aggressive. Like if they told someone you'd walk out of this draft with CJ Stroud and Will Anderson, you would say, man, that's a, ho- that's a home run. And then the last one, which two years ago, I tell you, I hated how they operate. But how about Seattle, what they've been doing the last two years? They've been doing an extraordinary job of drafting well. We have to give the guys credit upstairs. Some of Sean Payton's picks and recruitments have been questionable, but these guys have done well with their recruits post-Payton era. They have. I I tip my cap to them. The roster construction's getting better. It's actually been pretty good. Now it's about executing. I think we need to draft an RPO-type quarterback for practice purposes. Wouldn't mind that, man would not mind that at all. Hell, if, if that's the case, you go out there and go get like a Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA. That would probably be the type of guy that would fit that mold. If you're GM, what players are you looking to draft with your remaining picks? Well, I kind of said one before. I would like to see them get a quarterback. Jake Hayner from Fresno State's my preferred choice, personally. What an Aiden O'Connell, a Clayton Toon, a Dorian Thompson Robinson. Anyone, you take a flyer on these guys later on. Doesn't have to be fourth round. Shouldn't be fourth round. As for linebacker, um, I, you know, Noah Sewell, maybe you could look at, maybe you could look at, uh Ivan Pace from Cincinnati. There's, there's guys out there. There's guys out there for sure. Offensive guard. I, I think, um, the NC state offensive guard was someone, someone brought a, uh, brought it up to me on Twitter a couple weeks ago. And I went back and I looked at his film. He's pretty decent. Maybe that's a guy the saints can look at maybe fourth round if he's still on the board. But that's what you're probably looking at right now. And then I'm, this is a personal bias because I watched a lot of Nebraska football, which is, you know, shame on me that I did that. Trey Palmer would be a guy like at wide receiver if the Saints are looking around. And Ronnie Bell from Michigan. Those are two guys. I watched a lot of Big Ten football, unfortunately. And those are two players that I watched. Miller won't replace AK, but they will make a dynamic backfield duo. And I would be a okay with that. And remember, they do have Jamal Williams. So you got your goal line back in there to do some things. I like what the Chiefs and Eagles do. Uh, yeah, I agree on the Eagles one, and I love that you brought off the Chiefs. The Chiefs are another team. They just reload, man. They don't rebuild. They reload. And I love what they do. And I thought they've had a really good draft, right? Got better on the edge. Got their Frank Clark replacement. Bringing another receiver to work with Patrick Mahomes. We'll see, man. Uh, I think they're doing a, uh, a good job with it. Don't be surprised if the front office is waiting on Foster Medical to wait on tight end. Yeah, look. So I actually think that Foster Moreau and the Saints probably have had these discussions and there could be a chance where he still signs. Obviously, I don't think he's playing football this year, and all you want is for him to get better. The football thing is irrelevant to his personal health and his life. But if you told me he gets healthy, he comes to the Saints eventually, I wouldn't be shocked by that. I could, I could see that happening. Don't rule out free agents. We do well with the scraps, too. They do, and the reason is they don't want to affect the comp pick formula. And guess what? Any signings after this weekend do not affect the comp pick formula. So the Saints could be doing a little bit of bargain bin shopping, as I like to say at the end of it. So we'll see what happens there. I'll take three more comments and then I'm going to wrap this up, guys. It's been an absolute blast talking with you guys as always. But yeah, draft's almost coming down. We're at pick 95 as I'm streaming this, which is the Bengals. And it's been interesting. It's been interesting. I I thought we would have some arguments on the timeline this week. I thought some fans would be fuming. I mean, some are because you can't please everyone and that's life. But for the most part, seeing a lot of people content, Saints improved their D-line. Saints brought in another running back, got younger at the position. Now you need another pass catcher. Maybe get some offensive guard replacements in there, some health there. Uh, maybe an uh, another quarterback just to take a shot on one. And uh, what was the other position we talked about? I think we talked about linebacker too. Linebacker, you go out and get another one. So we'll see what happens there. But anyway, guys, I really appreciate you guys tuning in for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. If anyone missed it or you didn't catch the full thing, You can go back on YouTube to check it out, and I'll also post the link and the audio format for it on Twitter for you guys to check out the full pod. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for the Houdat Nation. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.